Thank you for joining us on More Than That, a podcast where we dive a little bit deeper into what was preached on Sunday morning. We hope that this is enriching to your walk with Christ and that you love God and people that much more so that we can extend the glory of God to the people he has placed in our lives. So buckle up and enjoy the conversation. Hey everybody, welcome to More Than That. So I am sitting here with... Oh, Trevor. Trevor Routh. <laughs> I am the uh, the pastoral assistant here. And Trevor had the honor of speaking at this past Sunday. Um, I am also joined here by my daughter. So if she ends up making some noises in the background like she has been in the past couple episodes... It's because she's really excited about whatever Trevor's saying, and she just needs to contribute. Yeah, one of the best commentators, definitely, on the podcast. Yes, yeah, and if you can, if you can understand what she's saying, you know, Give the please. gift of interpretation. Yes, you definitely do. <laughs> um, so, Trevor, um, if you had 10 extra minutes, and... Yeah. Um, which you did. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> Where would you have gone, um, where would you have taken the church, explored something a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. something new, whatever it was? Yeah, I think one of the things that I would have talked about, that I that I almost talked about, was when we were looking at like how God displayed his glory in Israel and in the church, something else that I thought about. So unity is definitely a way. Um, that seemed pretty clear to me looking at the New Testament, wherein I think it's almost... I don't know if it's all the epistles. I, I I hesitate to say all of them, but near but almost all of the letters written to the New Testament churches talk about unity, and hmm. so I knew that that was something that needed to be brought up. But something else that I thought about that I probably could have hashed out a little bit is like the idea of people's lives being changed radically by the gospel. And that pointing to um, like the transformative nature that Christ can have in us, um, yeah. and so, and I think that's why you know in the New Testament it is described in places as like this, the new birth or the second birth because it's kind of like mm-hmm. you're almost a, a completely new person because of the work of the the Holy Spirit and the gospel in you, and yeah. so that was something that I thought about bringing up, but I didn't think I'd be able to talk about both um, in that section. So okay, yeah. Yeah. So what would you, like, speaking of, like, the new birth and things like Mm -hmm. that, because, like, we were just talking beforehand about (laughs) the revival in Asbury and how it kind of trickled out. Yeah. Um, Like, what are, or how would you go about explaining that new birth Mm. thing? Because in the wake of Asbury we're going to at least want to see or expect to see Mm -hmm. certain changes in people that like they're just doing a 180 from where they were yeah and that's that's kind of that's part of the um the criteria for if it's a true revival or not is you know is there a a change in uh people's lives that result from it that's something Mm -hmm. that you saw from the first great awakening that from what i understand there wasn't as much of that in the second great awakening um but anyway the um let me think about that. Um, oh, just talking about how... I mean, a lot of people th- would think 
new, well, even the term new birth kind of makes it seem like it's the sudden change of like, mm-hmm. you were one way one day and you were a completely different another, which, which does and can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, you know, diminishing that, you know, people will, you know, there's stories of people who were addicted and yep. then, you know, found Jesus and then never went back to it. You know, mm-hmm. I've heard stories of that and I'm not minimizing that at all. But I think a lot of it is just this slow, consistent change over time. And, mm-hmm. I, and I don't think that we highlight that enough. Um, but especially seeing, like, marriages renewed where, you know, marriages that the world would have given up on becoming made new because of Christ. Or people that seemed like, you know, a lost cause to everyone else, you know, um, becoming a new person because of Christ's work in that. And so... And, I mean, you see that even in the New Testament with, like, the disciples. Like, mm-hmm. the Apostle John is a great example of how he he was one of the sons of thunder, according mm-hmm. to <laughs> according to Jesus. That was one of the nicknames he was given. <laughs> and there's one point where he's, like, calling down fire. Uh, or he, uh, he says something to Jesus of, like, oh, should we call down fire on this city? Um, and then he, he turns into the beloved disciple where... He like barely even mentions himself in his own account of the gospel because mm-hmm. he's you know so humble in that and so so yeah just things like that like that slow steady change over time, um, yeah, yeah and like you know growing up like both of us grew up in the church so mm-hmm. like we always heard and it was always like put on a pedestal those like sudden <laughs> yeah. changes like yeah yeah I was thinking. Um, like being I'm a metalhead mm-hmm. so which you know yeah <laughs> um so like meaning for those that don't know that you like to listen to metal yes like heavy metal music. I don't literally have a metalhead although <laughs> at one point in my life I thought that might have been a possibility <laughs> um there were some yeah you know teenage teenage years are interesting yeah. <laughs> um but <clears throat> you know there was there was one band Corn. yeah that uh, had a guitarist named Brian Welsh, and mm. he ended up coming to Christ, and that's exactly what his story was. Like mm. he was, he was on some hard stuff, and yeah. he tossed it in the toilet as soon as he got back from church. But like, we don't ever hear about those slow transformations. Yeah. And I, and you can get your like, give me your take on this, but it's mm-hmm. almost maybe it's because. It's so slow, we don't actually notice it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's um, definitely part of it, yeah. It's, it's much easier to see those radical transformations. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, I think part of that could be the way that we view testimonies, you know, in evangelicalism in, in America is kind of like, you know, there's a, there's a comedy bit from one of the Christian comedy guys. I can't remember his name, but where he was talking about listening to testimonies, and you're, like, sitting there, and you're like, man, like... I wish I was addicted to crack. Like, it's like, so you could have this really cool story, but it's like... Sounds like like a John Christ thing. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, But yeah, I think that is something that we should start to to glorify more in the church. Maybe not glorify, that's probably the wrong word, but like respect more is those Mm -hmm. very slow, steady changes over time. Because that's, that's, yeah, that's more of my story too of like, you know, I grew Mm -hmm. up in the church and um, at least was outwardly following Christ for a very long time. And I'd never had any, like, huge uh, backsliding time in my life. Um, but I, I definitely, like, if I look at myself from now, from the time I was a teenager, like, yeah, I've changed a ton, you know. Mm-hmm. Glory to God that, that the Holy Spirit's been working in me that way. Um, 
but mm -hmm. yeah so it could just be the way that we we frame like sharing testimonies and i think that's something that needs to happen and is important for the church mm -hmm. um but maybe thinking about a, a different way of of going about doing that or even seeing like <clears throat> yeah seeing marriages change slowly over time as they become like you know more um Mm -hmm. more like Christ so yeah. yeah um so you also brought up you also brought up jealousy mm -hmm. um give us a quick refresher on the two different types of jealousy because it's you know it's not it's something we in the church always say like je God's a jealous God mm -hmm. oh God's jealous for us and it's like <clears throat> we're really bad <laughs> at explaining what at that explaining means. what we mean whenever we use yeah christian christianese yeah. so tell us what it what it means biblically whenever we see the word jealous or we hear the word jealous mm -hmm. in a christian context yeah i remember seeing one clip from from oprah winfrey that's fairly famous of her like she said she was visiting a church one time and she was hearing the pastor talk about all these different attributes of like loving and faithful and all these things and then the pastor says jealous and that's and she's like awestruck by that like how can god be jealous and that, and that was like a big turning point for her i think um not in a good way but... i was gonna say that i could see that going really really wrong if yeah. it wasn't explained yeah 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 and so so i so when we talk about jealousy typically it's it's in the negative it's a it's a vice so it's mm -hmm. it's it's like the the uh insecure high school boyfriend that's like very controlling mm -hmm. and usually that comes from a place of insecurity um, and the way that J.I. Packer described it that I said in the sermon is, you have what I want and I hate you because I haven't got it. So it's kind of like, you have the new car and, and I want it and I'm jealous for that. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, God can't be that way because he, he owns everything. And he made perfect. everything. He's perfect, yeah. <laughs> he, he doesn't <clears throat> lack anything, so he can't really be jealous for what other people have and he's also not insecure either because he he's all powerful so he, he can't be insecure but the bible still describes him as jealous and we need to take that seriously we can't just dismiss it um and so the ways then there's a couple ways to look at this and this was something else that i was thinking about as i was thinking through the sermon because you can look at it from like if god so first of all god is jealous for his own glory and that's something that I didn't talk about in the sermon, necessarily. Mm -hmm. I was talking more about the covenant relationship uh, between uh, like God's people and God and how he's jealous for that. But God is also jealous for his own glory. And that's because God is the only one worthy of receiving praise and honor and those things. And so actually for him to not deserve that would be a lie because it's not true that anyone else really deserves glory and honor mm -hmm. or worship um and so so there's that aspect of it but then also what i talked about on sunday of like protecting the covenant relationship of like um like we are in a covenant together and obviously marriage is the best example of this because Start you know. thinking real hard about that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, for those of you that don't know, Trevor got engaged a few weeks ago, so yeah. he's really starting to think hard about this whole Yeah, thing. about the, the marriage <laughs> thing, yeah. And so, um, yeah, I'm thinking about, like, a, a husband's jealousy for his wife or the wife's jealousy for her husband. Um, 
and seeing how mm-hmm. you know if, if if anything is um is threatening that relationship then that jealousy would be a healthy jealousy mm-hmm. um but because if not then it kind of proves that oh you don't actually care about this relationship or you don't care about this you know your spouse because Mm -hmm. if that relationship is threatened and if it's truly threatened too because obviously you can get into like you know again going back to the insecurity thing um where a husband or wife could unhealthily be jealous in that so i'm not saying any kind of jealousy within a marriage is okay but there are times where it is healthy so yeah and that makes me like you know i quote that Tertullian line Mm. all the time which one's that um which is Basically, that the um, and I, I'm horrible. You you would think that I <laughs> by I would now you have it memorized. Have it memorized <laughs> but no, I don't. Um, but basically, he's saying that um, the uh, that Satan seeks to distort the truth by defending it. Mm. <clears throat> oh, so yes. like thinking yeah. about jealousy, like maybe I I have a feeling that it probably started out as something that was like the biblical concept of mm-hmm. it of um, protecting what is threatened. Yeah. And thinking about, you know, we were both teenagers. Um, <laughs> yeah. And if we were not, if we weren't that guy, we knew someone that was that e- guy. Exactly. <laughs> or we knew a girl that was that girl. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so thinking about it, it's like, yeah, they feel that their relationship with a person is threatened. So of mm-hmm. course they're going to do all of these things. Yeah. So whether that's, you know, justified or warranted is completely up for debate. Yeah. But regardless, they're distorting there there is a distortion of mm-hmm. pure jealousy yeah for protecting what is threatened yeah exactly and so um and even looking at the difference so in one of the guys that i was reading he broke it down into jealousy can either be envy or it can be zeal mm. and so envy would be more of like the unhealthy version of yeah. like wanting what other people have so almost like um what's what's the word for that or like coveting essentially or an envy of like yeah those kinds of things or the zeal of like hey i I care about this relationship and i want to do what i can to protect it and so yeah so i think that was also a helpful distinction that i Mm -hmm. wasn't able to or that i maybe not that i wasn't able but that i didn't bring up in the sermon so yeah yeah um so then also um because again with Asbury mm-hmm. and that having a lo- some charismatic roots and some ties, yeah. um, <clears throat> could you explain to us? Because you also brought up signs and wonders. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, without getting into um, continuationism yeah. versus yeah. Um, cessationism, like, what what does it mean when the Bible talks about signs and wonders? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it usually. <laughs> It's talking about things that point to to God and to Christ. And so, you know, you see various signs and wonders in the, the first century of healings and of, um, you know, different miracles that happened, you know, to the point of, like, people were touching the robes of, I can't remember if it was Peter or Paul, and they were being healed or, like, even the shadow was, was healing people. Wow. Um, I think that's in the New Testament somewhere in the book of Acts. And so obviously there's like descriptive versus prescriptive when you get into the, the book of Acts. Of We're not sure how much of this is just describing what's happening and how mm-hmm. much of it is this is how the church should always look. 
Um, yeah, or if it's but, somewhere in the middle. Yeah, but even some of the wonders, the, something that I was thinking about that didn't really fit into the sermon was where the um, the, the, <clears throat> the scribes and Pharisees, when they hear, I think it's Peter preaching, and they're amazed because they know that he's an unlearned man and he's preaching these things. Mm. So even something like that you could describe as, as a wonder. Um, yeah. So, yes. yeah. Sometimes, like, the most mundane, seemingly mundane things can be yeah. classified as <laughs> signs and wonders. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be big and extravagant. Like the Yeah, it doesn't have we to be, like, about. somebody growing a leg back. It can be yeah. <laughs> something much simpler than yeah. that. Yeah, and that's that even goes back to what I was talking about with, like, uh, with the new birth of, like, you know, that slow process over time of someone mm-hmm. becoming more like Christ. I mean, that's definitely, like... A, a sign and yeah. a wonder and it brings yeah. people to Christ and, and glorifies him so mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I was thinking about like a, I was listening to a podcast um, <clears throat> about it was about signs and wonders and like tangentially and they mm-hmm. just were like oh this is a fun avenue so we're gonna we're gonna go down here a little a yeah little bit. <laughs> and it was a doctor okay and he was like all healing is God healing something, mm. whether or not it is like a miraculous, like you have cancer one day and you don't have it the next, or yeah. if it's just your the God-given ability of the body to repair itself. Yeah, that in and of itself is God doing something. Mm-hmm. So all healing, then, whenever you think about it, yeah, if you can, if you, it's are, from God. It's from God because of yeah. the ability that. Or even like looking at different medicines that God has has given us, you mm-hmm. know, through di- through different means, scientific mm-hmm. and chemical, and all those different things. Yeah. That's still a gift from God because you know for centuries people didn't have those, mm-hmm. and we have you know the blessing of having those. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. Cool. That's all I got for you. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> all the um, questions. At least, at least stuff that doesn't really like mm-hmm. that was more just like my notes to myself to, and for oh, like I see. for this, yeah, yeah, just to jot some jot some stuff down. Yeah, um, well, one of the other things that I could talk about too is just the that this was a convicting sermon for myself to mm. preach, specifically talking about unity, being in the camp that I'm in, likes to. Um, <laughs> <laughs> likes to judge others who don't have, you know, the same views kind of deal. And it's funny because... Oh, I'm well aware. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, growing up in the the stream that I grew up in, it was very similar but in a very different vein, too, if mm. that makes sense, without yeah. getting too much into the weeds of, of what that was. Yeah, yeah. No, that, <laughs> and things that, like that, so... Yeah, and I think that that's... I think that's one of the cool parts about City Church mm. is looking around at all of the, all of the different backgrounds... Mm-hmm. Whether they're faith or economics, social mm-hmm. status, whatever, yeah. whatever it is, we have a large diversity, mm-hmm. which is really cool to see. Yeah, and that's a definitely a gift from God, and um, we're very thankful for that. And mm-hmm. Obviously, we can continue to grow in that, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. So that's what I would say was the most convicting part for me, because it's also like, okay, I'm going to preach this, and now because I'm preaching it, I also have to live it <laughs> at this point. So when you get into, you know, different people that I, I disagree with, especially theologically, because I'm in seminary, so I'm learning all these things, and then I get excited about what I'm learning. And it, it's very easy to then point to other people and be like, that is ridiculous. How can you believe that? <laughs> but, um, and so, yeah, that's that's an area that I, I hope to grow in through that. Um, 
so yeah yeah and even seeing a little bit of that in seminary of, of reading certain books that um that i wouldn't read otherwise i'm like wow this guy does not agree with me at all but he's making some really good points mm-hmm. so that's the yeah. fun part about seminary yeah it's like if <laughs> it's not all the time that you after going to seminary myself like mm-hmm. after like it's not all the time that you get exposed to differing opinions and views mm-hmm. on god on scripture mm-hmm. um because we tend to throw ourselves into echo chambers mm-hmm. and when we do we're not doing not it's almost really li- doing anyone a service <laughs> no yeah we're actually i i would even argue that we're doing somebody or people a disservice mm-hmm. because we're not um we're not giving those differing opinions or those differing views a voice yeah and who knows you might you might not change your mind, but you might learn something mm-hmm. new to add to what you're already, what your system of theology already is. Yeah, and I think we both have the same experience too, uh, from what I've from conversations that we've had together. Of mm-hmm. like, usually from reading opposing views, it's helpful because we're like, oh, okay, now I have a better understanding of what they believe. But usually, it's like, but I feel so much sh- more sure of what I believe from yeah. this. Yeah. And like I mean I've changed I've literally changed my views like <laughs> through um through reading people that I originally didn't agree with now I do. Yeah. Like and it had nothing to do with I mean had it was a, not that it didn't have nothing to do with yeah. circumstances and and mm-hmm. um things like that but still like read widely yeah. and like read people that vehemently disagree with you like <laughs> yeah one of the books on my bookshelf is the god delusion oh. by richard dawkins yeah i haven't read it yet but that's because i have so many other books that i'm trying it's to read it's just not a high priority no. for you right now <laughs> but yeah it, you know there's there's a, a very famous apologist norm geisler mm-hmm. um i think it was norm geisler at least mm-hmm. that he before he died part of his devotional like reading was reading atheist agnostics Mm. because it taught it showed him how much he adored god Mm. and how thankful he was for that like wow that's you know what that's really cool yeah especially when you're thinking about the unity Mm -hmm. aspect of it yeah yeah and so it's it's really good to 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 be thinking about those things and yeah and Mm -hmm. and trying to find you know different viewpoints on on God and, and trying to sympathize with people that disagree with you because you're like, oh, okay, I definitely don't see it that way. Mm-hmm. But now I, I understand, you know, more of where you're coming from. I think a good example of that is uh, Matt Whitman. He used to be the, he used to have a, a YouTube channel called the 10 Minute Bible Hour, but now it's just called Matt Whitman. Yeah. And he's been doing this series through, he's been visiting all these different kinds of churches yeah. where it's like he's he visited a, a eastern orthodox catholic methodist reformed um what's that assemblies of god mm-hmm. like anglican really going all around christendom to um to just meet with people see their churches Mm-hmm. and just talk to pastors and be like hey what makes you different than the other ones yeah and it's been really cool to watch some of those and to see like oh wow there's a lot of streams of christianity that like you know we can agree on a lot of things 
and even though we disagree on other things, you know, I can still call you, you know, a brother or sister in Christ. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's been really cool for me to um, to watch some of those things. And I'd encourage other people to do that because it's really cool. Yeah, shameless plug for Matt Whitman. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's one of those guys that it's really hard to not like him. Yeah, like <laughs> I was watching his like study Bible comparison, yeah. and like he came up with his own criteria. Yeah. And things like what he would, what I mean, granted, it's a little bit subjective because yeah. it's what he would want and what yeah. he would expect, but he's also a pastor, so he's doing it for yeah. people. Yeah, with the pastoring <clears throat> heart in mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll actually... Um, link his I'll link his, his channel. profile channel thing in the description. That's a good um, idea, yeah. And then um, we just want to rem- remind you as well that this is not a replacement for the sermon even though it might be the exact same amount of time as the sermon (laughs) (laughs) um so with that being said it's also not a replacement for being involved in a local church um check us out online but please come check us out in person um it's a totally different experience you get to actually meet people talk to people and experience community firsthand so, again, Trevor did a really, really good job on Sunday. Thank mm-hmm. you, um, and have a blessed week. Thanks. Thanks.